0: With Cloud Points Podcast, it is a Wednesday evening, which is is unusual, but a few days away from Halloween and about uh, six days away from elections. But we are one day past uh, the amazing Dodgers winning the World Series yesterday. It was an incredible accomplishment. So, the Doyers, uh, congratulations to to all of us here in Los Angeles. And uh, so now we're Championship City because we have the Lakers. We have the Dodgers. I don't think I have a hope in hell for the Rams going to the Super Bowl, but you never know. So, uh, but that would be nice too. But the reason we're doing it on a Wednesday night is I was able to grab a good friend, uh, a really amazing person. Her name is Michelle Manu. How are you, Michelle?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Mark. Oh
0: yeah, no, I always. I'm going to read, I'm just going to read from michelle's website rather than try to cover all the things there's a pretty good little bio on the website which is at michellemanu.com. and we're going to talk to michelle about geez all the stuff she's doing right now we don't have all uh the rest of the week to talk about it so she's going to have to cut it short but she could probably talk for the next <laughs> 10 hours on the, on just some of the stuff she's doing recently she's quite accomplished uh let me, so I'm going to read this. Ma- Michelle Manu is a multidisciplinarian who holds a law degree with credentials from Harvard Business School. She's a 10th degree black belt, uh, a teacher, Kumu, of the rarely seen ancient Hawaiian combat art, Lua. Michelle has earned a Juris Doctorate, business credentials from George Washington University, senior executive leadership credentials from Harvard Business School, and is a 2020 candidate for a, do- a double doctorate, uh, MSCD and PhD in metaphysical science and philosophy. She's also an actress and fight choreographer and a professional Polynesian dancer and teacher and a partridge in a pear tree. So the, (laughs) there's just no stopping you. What, uh, what are you up to? I know, you know, this is even, I think this is out of date, right?
1: Yeah. But it's, it's pretty accurate. (laughs) You know, you can only do so much.
0: Um. (laughs) I don't think you believe, really believe that. I can't believe you're lying on my podcast, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know, everything in divine timing, right? Not necessarily what we want all the time. Um, That's true. Yeah, no, they are working towards a lot. It, some really great things happening at possible episode on uh, HBO and ESPN's 30 for 30, um, which wow. is exciting because I think HBO will be the boxing portion, which would be um, the Hawaiian animals and nature elements that we use in the Lua. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot, I mean, a part of a beautiful Uh, project, it's photography of walking goddesses, if you will, this time in, in the world. It's called, uh, it's by Goddess on Earth, and it's the Oracle deck, um, that the amazing photographer out of New York City, she put together with so many different women, leaders in their culture and in their communities, um, to speak on myths, uh, that have to do with the elements. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the air, water, earth, and fire. And I was lucky enough to portray um, the myth of Pele and her sister Hi'iaka in the element of fire. So that's really exciting. We had a, a really great video chat yesterday that will be put out there in social media, but it's a Kickstarter and she's mm-hmm. 75% there. And I hope that others um, can see the value of it. And that's been a really great project to be a part of. Um, and well, just, put some, through, oh,
0: mm-hmm. and I'll I'll put some of that in the show notes, but you want to, do you want to mention which, where, how to find the Kickstarter?
1: It's Goddess on Earth Oracle Deck, um, okay. on the Kickstarter website, and I okay. can provide you with that link. Um, but yeah, yeah get, there's just a lot going on.
0: <laughs> no, go uh, send it to me. Send me anything you want promoted. I mean, that's part of what we're doing here. So, uh, okay. So cool. Okay. And, uh, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you, but what else is going on?
1: Well, really exciting, uh, which I haven't announced yet, is I uh, was able to get the audience of the proper people at the National Association of Realtors
0: mm.
1: and um, have been approved to be listed as a safety program as well as a safety presenter, so wow. a speaker. Um, but, you know, to be able to bring the hands-on training, which seems to be a missing element to their high-risk profession, mm-hmm. uh, is just such an honor. And I can't wait <laughs> to really impact uh, these realtors and these real estate professionals. Uh, so that's really exciting. And so I'll be having uh, to really populate an online university. And I'm going to start off with a certificate in real estate safety. Um, but eventually there will be a certification. And I'm hoping that some might actually get the bug and want to learn how to instruct too for their own respective brokerages. So it's yeah. exciting what's happening
0: yeah well we uh so I was lucky enough to work with you on a demo for uh some realtors, which was great and they were man they were so impressed by you uh they 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 really resonated to what you were trying to teach them, which is you know you don't realize but realtors go into houses alone they go into they're out all hours of the day or night, especially for women who are who are always victimized uh so this is a great service. Uh, that they're providing for their for their members. This was very exciting, Michelle. Terrific.
1: It really is. I, I just am so grateful. You know, it's funny things.
0: Mm. These
1: are opportunities we're bringing to you, and you you must step forward in that. Encourage and bring what you have. Mm-hmm. And you know, I try to rely on that too, because the predator comes into the mind, and you're like, well, that's not going to work. You're going to screw that up. Well, no, you know, you need to develop this more. Are you really ready? I mean, you name it. That. Mm-hmm predator sneaks in. And then you just at some point have to say, shut up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You I, just, and, I think,
1: yeah. yeah and I think this has to do a lot with screenwriting too. You know, sure. It's just never good enough. Uh, you know, Oh, I, I need to rewrite this. Or you can go back and change it a million times. Um, sometimes you are good enough and it's exactly how it should be. And to trust well, with, in that.
0: With screenwriting, the problem is not that you don't have faith in your abilities, but even if you do, uh, you get ignored uh for the most part because there's so many people putting out material. And so it, it becomes the second guessing that occurs is a natural outcome of just having to compete in a really very difficult and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, crowded market. Uh, so I know I'm, I know I'm a terrific writer. I'm a, I'm a master at it. I, I know mm-hmm. how to do anything in script writing. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, but <laughs> 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 it's total bullshit, but no, I mean, I do have a certain level of skill, but it doesn't matter. I, I you know, I've always said that screenwriting is something you can do a hundred percent right and still fail. And the failure is not in the artistic, expression, mm-hmm. the failure in screenwriting is you don 't sell your script you don 't get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, very few people write m- write scripts just to watch to see them they most people have the goal of selling something, so the ultimate success is selling it and getting it produced and we don't we don 't succeed at that very often so mm-hmm. Just want, just to remind everybody, we're Plot Points Podcast. I'm Mark Seve. I'm with uh, a good friend, just a lovely human being, Michelle Manu. Uh, she's a, an incredible martial. I, 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 having worked with her three or four times, I can tell you I've never worked with a more powerful person. Um, as a martial artist, you just have so much power and confidence. And, and it's how many years have you been, uh, a martial artist now?
1: Well, first, thank you so much. That is a a ridiculous and I know authentic compliment. Thank you. Um, I've been studying since I was nine years old, but I didn't start in the art in which I teach today. So it's been a long time. I spent, uh, 24 years with my late master, Mm. um, who left us last year. So, um, but you know, trial and error and he set me up to fail in more ways than you can ever imagine. I think I, was at the end of the last bit of old school training in Mm. the garage after Mm. he closed his third dojo. So, you know, you walk up and it smells like stale blood, but you can't see anything, (laughs) you know, it's, (laughs) it's just the way it is.
0: So, Yeah. Alohe was a, was a unique, very, very special teacher and, and, and man. Um, I I had, I I only met him and interacted with him a little bit, but uh, what an impact he had. So, Um. All right. So is there anything else you'd like to mention? I mean, uh, I I want to get on to a little bit of the discussion about uh, martial arts actors versus martial artists who act. Um, I, Did I say that right? Actors? Yeah,
1: you, actually, you absolutely did.
0: Yeah. OK, mm-hmm. so you want to in case you don't know, Michelle is a stunt woman, a, a fight coordinator and a terrific actress. And she's been uh, featured in several. I, I'll put her her filmography up on uh, the show notes. But um, so you've been in the business uh, in various at various levels. So uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, you're in the business. uh, How do you feel about martial uh, actors who, you know, purport, purport to have martial arts skills?
1: Really train the actors to move great and camera angles and lighting and, you know, the uniforms and costumes and things of that nature and the uke, like you said, you know, if the uke doesn't know the physics of getting hit, then, then it makes the whole scene go to shit. Right. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's the struggle. So when I first got into it, you don't want to prostitute or dilute your art. You want to show it properly because you know that your master's watching. He's going to say, what the F are you thinking? Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, there's some I've heard stories where martial artists actually got casted and it might be a group fight, but then they just stand there with their arms crossed. Because they don't fight like that. I don't do that in the real life. But I think there's a lack of transition from what we really do and how we train to film. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of real martial artists, the ones that study, not that, you know, other people aren't real, but those that study and are dedicated to an art, uh, to transition into film, they can't do it. So yeah. that cuts out like 90%. The 10% that can, um, have to learn about the business of it um, that you can still show your moves. You can't move as fast. Um, in fact, it's quite slow. Um, you know, they can always slow it down more in post, um, but you can't move super fast to where they can't even capture it. Um, so that's an adjustment. Um, there's so much to learn and you can't actually hit people. Um, I make contact when I'm choreographing because it does make it more real. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's others where you cannot make contact. And I've been in workshops for that as well where you're an inch apart but it comes very close you know yeah. one false move and someone gets hit uh, for an example I was working on an indie movie huge fight breaks out in the dirt um, we're on some sort of ranch and I got pushed I went with it and someone another actor fell down and was stuck there apparently got knocked out in the scene uh-huh. I didn't see him felt him on my low back rolled off of him and he had a fit. Once they called cut, they said cut. And he got up and chewed me out like my arm. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they anticipate actors anticipate not getting hurt, which they should, of they course, working. Of course, right. but it happens when you're being physical. Right. So, you know, you've got the martial artists that then bring it on too strong. They're going to teach this act or something. So whether you're a martial artist and you're transitioning and you're working in film or you're an actor and you're doing martial arts movements, um, you know, it's about you. And this is where the real martial artists say, that's not real. That's fake, whatever. You know what? It's hard because we shoot over and over. It's not just that look great. One for safety. You're shooting 10 to 25 times the same scene over and over again. So yeah, it's very real you well, wake up feeling very sore of course, of <laughs> and course. have stingers the next morning because it's harder than our normal workouts. But go ahead, Mark, what were you? No, no, uh,
0: no, I, I totally, I don't know. I haven't had that experience, but uh, y- you know, film, we're not writing reality. We're writing the illusion of reality. So it doesn't matter. I, I, I think it's really amazing. Like Jackie Chan took a, a group of men and created a, a, uh, a studio that, you know, they practice their stunts over and over and over again. So when you worked with, you know, if you had Jackie Chan, you had a whole group of stunt people, uh, martial artists who knew how to take falls, who understood the, the physicalness. But, uh, I mean, there's, who's your favorite? Who's some of your favorite, um, you know, martial artists, uh, who have also crossed over into acting is, I mean, do you like Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, uh, Sammo oh Hung, any of those guys? Tony Ya?
1: All of them. And I also love Yeah, it's exactly Tony. Yeah. I think uh, when I first saw his first movie, I was just floored um, by his capabilities and I had um, an opportunity to take uh, and also interview for the Silk Warrior show um, Mm. uh, Maurice Crump, who was the main villain in Protector 2 against Tony Ja. Mm -hmm. So um, it was, you know, that was remarkable to meet him and, and hear his story about being the only American that Prana, his teacher, welcomed to Thailand oh, um, for training. Wow. So, you know, the remarkable martial artists um, that have transitioned and understand there's a business here too. And, you know, they keep themselves in such great uh, physical condition, uh, especially in the flexibility aspect. Clearly, they train in multiple different disciplines, not just martial, but maybe, you know, yoga or Pilates or other things that challenge them right. because their flexibility in order to move the way they do and have the timing and not get hurt, just even merely from wear and tear and mileage is truly remarkable.
0: Yeah, I can. I, I mean, I love um, I love uh, Jackie Chan and he's obvious, you know, they they always show his movies and all the injuries, you know, that he broke this, he broke that. I mean, of course, he's, he's pretty remarkable. He's he's he stands out. But the other the guy I like most, I think, is Donnie Yen. I when he did Eatman, uh, who is the you know, the story of the teacher of Bruce Lee, I just thought that was a fantastic uh tour de force performance. Um uh, so and and you know, a lot of them can't act. I you know, Chuck Norris I don't think would ever Whatever, whatever say he's the best actor in the world, but uh, as a martial arts actor, he was terrific. You know, he, he set the standard for a lot of that stuff. So, and well,
1: on that note, I recently saw a, a martial movie I wanted to support and uh, I was disappointed. Uh, the writing wasn't that great and the acting was. Horrible, mm. you know, some cool martial tricks, but nothing that you wouldn't see out of Charlie's Angels or, right. you know, some of these other movies, you know, and on that note, too, you take the actors like, oh, my God, Atomic Blonde, when she mm. was in that flat in mm. Berlin, and she used a a garden hose. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that choreography is unbelievable. And she and then, works
0: hard. She, she works. She until does. She, yeah, she gets injured. She's a, she's a terrific actor. Charlie's there and just amazing yes. amazing yeah and then yeah. you've got
1: of course you know um cal reeves who yeah. does train
0: does. um
1: and then you, you know in this last john wick three i think it was you know you also had Halle berry also shooting and training i love to see that i love that they make an effort and see the benefit of the martial arts whatever art they are they are practicing and that becomes part of their lifestyle it just goes to show how powerful the arts are
0: right well when i uh, the uh, sasha mitchell who is a if you mm-hmm. ever, if you've ever seen Spike of Bensonhurst, that's a really terrific movie. He's the lead in that, but he was in one of my films and, uh, I wrote a lot of the, the action out because that's the job of the writer is to at least suggest it. And, uh, mm-hmm. he came up to me as really sweet, just a nice guy. He said, I hope you don't mind, but I'm a martial artist. I'm going to probably do my own stuff. And I said, no, of course not. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and he was really good. He was excellent. He's got big, long legs. So his kicks were mm-hmm. very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've yeah. met
1: him a couple of times. He's very kind. Yeah, yeah. And that's refreshing also, right? Yeah, because yeah. I can name quite a few that I've met that were just
0: <laughs> I'm sure you could, Michelle, but let's not let's not do that. I, mean,
1: I would never.
0: So this is Plot Points Podcast. Uh we have today we have uh, my special friend and guest uh Michelle Manu who is a martial arts uh Kumu is a uh is what is your title, right? Which which is teacher teacher.
1: actually in the in the culture it means um pretty much the um foundation from which the branches grow
0: and you're starting your own um your own style is that correct am i am i characterizing that properly
1: um yeah i would say it's still the cultural art of lua foundation of kolomona kaivalu but since his passing i've been able to to work with and collaborate with other elders, two Alohe of two different other lineages, as well as, um, Akumu in Lomi Lomi, which is the massage, and then Akumu in the scholarly port, uh, part of the ancient Kui Alua. Mm-hmm. So it, the, all of those then converge, and, uh, it's a, it, warriors aren't imbalanced. They don't go into war running down the field holding their shark tooth weapon, angry, they do it in honor. They Mm -hmm. do it with focus and they do it with great intent, knowing they leave everything there that to give their life is the honor, Mm -hmm. um, to the next generations and to their beloveds. And so, you know, it's a different type of study. You just can't walk into a brick and mortar by a, by a gi sign, the waiver and start. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a little bit more involved than that, but yeah, it's all encompassing.
0: What's, um uh, what's always, I think, sets you apart is the spiritual side of what you do because you're very spiritual. You work, I know from, we've had, you know, some really nice talks and I know how, how much um the world uh, impacts you. And, y- you know, you worry, you worry a lot about your place in the, in the world and, and, uh, and the responsibilities uh that you've been given or that you've taken on. So it's, I think all senseis, all, uh, uh, have, a, have that spiritual aspect, but I think you of all the people I've met have it more than, than anybody I've ever met. So.
1: Well, uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or a diss. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's a compliment. I, oh. No, no,
0: it's a, you, you know, the thing is, Michelle, one of the things that separates you, you, you mentioned just walking into a dojo, signing a waiver, getting on the mat. I don't think, uh, most martial arts schools, or disciplines talk much about the spiritual side of martial arts, and there are there are exceptions. I mean, I think William Ford, uh, uh-huh. f- uh, a friend mm-hmm. of both of us, is a great spiritual. Mar- he's also a very you know he was in Karate Kid three, and uh, he's acted in a bunch of stuff. But there's there's very few um, who work on the spiritual side. So uh, it's well, definitely I think a to be
1: well rounded, I can't teach these dislocation techniques to someone that doesn't have control over themselves mm. and is not constantly Mm self-evolving and coming into an additional awareness of who they are and and, and how their world is evolving in front of them based on their awareness. So there's a lot to be said about that. And yeah, there's kuleana is what you call it in the Hawaiian culture. It's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I have responsibilities as a kumun, so do my students. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think being the only woman that's been recognized by the royal order of Kamehameha the first, um, for the you know, protection, promotion, and perpetuation of the Hawaiian culture through the Lua is, um, just elevated everything to a, that a very high level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really worry. I just always want to make sure that I am doing what I should be doing, what's expected of me, because, you know, I'm entering my elder phase too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like what one of the young Hawaiian kids wrote the other day is like, you know, Hey, Kumu, be careful you're you're becoming one of the ancestors and <laughs> and, and it's
0: true well know? if you ever if you guys want to see how much bullshit that is take a look at her anywhere on the internet uh you'll it'll be a long time before you <laughs> before you look like a freaking ancestor so oh, send me that kid's name so i can so yeah send me that kid's name so i can put him right but <laughs> Uh, well, Anyway, listen, we're going to have to wrap it up, uh, but I want to mention again, uh, we're Plot Points Podcast. I'm Mark Sevi. This is Michelle Manu. Uh, you can find her all over the damn place, but um, she's got Facebook pages, michellemanu.com. Uh, the website for the martial arts is, uh, we just changed it, right? It's Nakoa uh, now? Yeah,
1: Nakoa Wahine and Nakoa Kane.
0: Um, i I'll put it I'll put that the links in the show notes but look around I mean uh Michelle is is constantly out there she does a lot of seminars she does a lot of uh you did a you presented Alohe to the Martial Arts Hall of Fame um which was a great uh, that was a great ceremony and so you can find her through the Martial Arts Hall of Fame up in are they still uh, where are they now Burbank? or uh,
1: They're still in Burbank, but they've secured a new, a very large location with um, a theater, and so I'm so lucky I'll be building the Lua exhibit out a little bit oh, more. Wow. Cool. Um, and But also, you know, there's International Education Week coming up at UCLA, which I'm so honored I'll be um, being interviewed for that uh, in the middle of November. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful to be welcomed back by such a prestigious university that has Really deep roots, generations of, well, you know, decades and decades of martial arts teachers. I mean, even Bruce Lee did a demonstration there back in the day. I mean, you have so many amazing uh, icons that came through there as far as martial arts and, um, just excited to be speaking about the woman warrior mm.
0: and uh, also masters masters hall of fame, uh, Dan Hex masters hall of fame. Michelle did a lot of red carpet work. There's a lot of videos of her. And I mean, I, I you know, you're all over the place and, and with good reason, because you have, mm. <laughs> not only do you have a, a, a dazzling smile and, uh, and presence, but uh, you, you, the knowledge and the skill and everything else I, I in case you guys can't tell, uh, I'm a huge fan of Michelle's. So I'm I'm really in awe of her. Uh you know, she's she's accomplished mm. quite a Plus, you know that she's smart as all get out. Uh you know, that she's an attorney and uh she's got PhDs oh, and oh I'm yeah. like, God Lord Not
1: Lord. yet. Almost. Well, yeah,
0: but they're coming. But you they're know,
1: coming. back to uh, Masters Hall of Fame, I get to be the MC next year. So oh, that's there you kind go. of exciting. My yeah. little snarky, dorky humor can come out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I'm in the audience so I can so I can keep you humble. So I'll be, I the, hope
1: so. I'll be the uh, heckler.
0: So tell everybody to lay off. Don't kill me though, because uh, they they won't understand. But I'll be heckling you from from the audience. So oh,
1: they know I can handle it. I know, I
0: know. Yeah, but you have so many people. It, it's funny how many men want to uh, protect you. Uh, it, it's a really funny thing that patriarch patriarchal instinct comes roaring out when anybody insults you or even gives you a modicum of shit uh you get all these people go michelle i'll take care of them it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny no uh, it's- not always you know sometimes it's the men that uh um, that's true yeah, that's true we've, we've issues, talked about so. that yeah
0: mm-hmm. so. Anyway, uh, I am, uh, thank you. I am very grateful for you to come on the podcast. I appreciate your, uh, that, especially that laugh. My God, I think I told you I, I can that laugh. I'm going to use it in between as interstitials on this po- podcast. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, Michelle Manu is appearing anywhere I- at, at a, at a moment's notice, somewhere near you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just look her up. I'm sure you can find her.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: All right. And for uh for Michelle, thank you very much for uh for being with us. Um and I hope we can do it soon again. Uh my name is Mark Sevi. This is Michelle Manu on Plot Points Podcast. And for all of us NOC screenwriters, be inspired, do good work. Bye. Okay.